Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Pagans Tonight Radio Network, the voice of the pagan world. Pagans Tonight is sponsored by Witchschool.com, your anyone, anytime, anywhere magical education. Hello, dear friends. This is Reverend Mike Neal coming to you with the Witch's Way podcast. This podcast is a part of our monthly meeting with members and guests at Sacred Sea Temple. And each month we'd like to get together. Tonight we had a real exciting time. We had a uh, recommitment hand fasting and a workshop about hand fasting. So uh, we had a nice crowd. People from out of state were able to come and spend some time with us as well as out of the country. So it was a real blessing. But for tonight we are joined by uh, Reverend Lily Green, Maxine Sims, Reverend Elizabeth, Reverend Stephanie Neal, and Sean Holland. So we thank you uh, for all being here. And tonight's subject is crystals. We're going to talk about crystals, uh, you know, those wonderful stones, minerals, and things like that. So I'm going to turn it over. To, uh, let me see. I think maybe I'll let Maxine go first. Hello, everyone. This is Maxine. I simply wanted to start by stating uh, the names of the 20 most popular crystals and what they all have in common. Um, on first place, we have amethyst. I think it's our most favorite one. Every, it's just so beautiful. Um, then we have quartz, carnelian, agate, rose quartz, citrine, lapis lazuli, pyrite, fluorite, tourmaline, sodalite, which is one that I've never heard about. Then we have the ever-popular moonstone. Then we have topaz, emerald, amazonite, jade, tiger's eye, another very popular stone with pagans. Uh, aventurine, garnet, the very currently um, popular with the youth, smoky quartz, selenite, aquamarine, jasper, and turquoise. Those are the top 20 most popular crystals um, that people purchase the most and have a New Age pagan or witchy interest in. And I think one of the first things that they, uh, all of these have in common is that they're incredibly beautiful and also popular in jewelry, uh, not only used for religious reasons, but just decorative. Um, and with that, I pass the uh, phone to Sean here, who is going to tell you more about crystals. Hi, I just wanted to you know, throw in kind of some more on the, the upper level, because I think some people here want to speak about specific stones. Um, and it's just saying, in, in preparation for this, I did some research, and I thought um, it's very interesting. We've been joking around tonight here that um, most people start and get involved in paganism and, and, and witchcraft and the occult via crystals. It's a very common entryway, because there's there's this natural... Uh, attraction to them. And one of the things I found is that the attraction to crystals actually dates back 
um, to the earliest hominids, 105,000 years ago. Um, there's been evidence found in the southern Kalahari Desert in South Africa of hominids who collected um, white calcite, so a, a, a calcium stone derivative. And it's not as pretty today, um, but it is a rather pretty stone compared to other native stones you'd find in the area. So it, you know, there, there's this attraction that even the earliest hominids had towards stones, and you know, it makes sense that you know we have an attraction to them both aesthetically, but that aesthetic attraction could be something deeper. It could easily be uh, a pull, a magical or religious pull towards crystals and stones. So, um, and as I said, that was I just wanted to pass over a fun little factoid as we continued on. Um, and I will now pass it over to uh, Lady Elizabeth. One of my um, favorite uh, stones that I work with is malachite. Um, actually, for a major birthday, milestone birthday, I, um, I purchased, a, I found, I didn't really purchase it, I found or it found me, and at a very, very small, um, earthy um, rock shop um, off the coast of California near Eureka. Um, And before I talk about that, I want to remind everybody, if they see a rock shop, stop in your travels, Stop, go in, explore, and see what treasures lay uh, lay within. They may not be tumbled. They may be raw. The store may be dirty, but not really dirty, but more earthy. And it just, it's a treasure trove of, of exploration and excitement. So my, my favorite, one of my favorites, is malachite. And as a traveler... Well, at least before COVID, I was a traveler, and it is a um, it's it's very protective. It's it's green and black, and it it connects me with the earth. And as an earth healer, it um, helps me to manifest my work. I work with um, many stones, but this is just one one of of the many many stones and as an overview most crystals the colors resonate with with the chakras whereas like citrine because it is yellow it amplifies your solar plexus just as one of the many and now I'm going to hand it over to Reverend Mike. Hold on. Hey, I'm back. And I have to reiterate what uh, Elizabeth was just talking about. If you go, uh, not so much a rock shop, but if you have a, a metaphysical shop uh, in your town, in your area, chances are if you walk in there, you're going to see a wall full of minerals and crystals and things like that. Some very inexpensive, 
some more expensive. So think of supporting your local shop. You can also find books about Wicca and other other similar type things, herbs, spices, and all that. But uh, another another thing that you might want to do is if you walk into someone's house and you see rocks all around, they might be a witch. So anyway, although many times, you know that saying if, about rednecks, well, this is about witches. They would just, you know, we just have stones all over the place or... We, got, we get them, and then we put them aside and bring them out when we need them. But for me, just like Maxine mentioned, the top 20, I'd love me some amethyst. And I think that's because I'm not only uh, a Piscean. I was born in February. Amethyst is the February stone. And it's just always the stones that I get mostly attracted to are the colors, different colors, Purple, you know, I, it really resonates, and a lot of times this, the color purple relates to spirit. But as far as uh, amethyst, amethyst is a symbol of peace and unification. It evokes feelings of serenity and calmness. Excellent when meditating to create a sense of spiritual balance, high spiritual vibration. And spiritual vibration, that's all a part energy and colors, that the, the different colors vibrate at different speeds or different levels, I guess you could say. And amethyst, it's a personal favorite, like I said, because uh, of my birthstone. And uh, whether it is a, a clump, a crystal, which is, you know, just amazing, that just, just forms naturally in nature. Uh, but then we form naturally in Libra. So we are precious, and we are sparkly, and we are amazing individuals, and so are you, listeners. So uh, that's the one that I that really stands out to me. Another one that really catches my eye is the Dalmatian Jasper, and it is exactly as you expect it to be. It's not a dog, you know, with <laughs> spots on it. It is basically a white rock. With, with black spots on it, and it is listed. It's not in the top 20, but it's to me it's a fun stone. It's fun to look at, and what Elizabeth was saying, if you go into a rock shop, you might say a very rough stone, but when it gets tumbled and polished, out might pop the Dalmatian stone, you know, the Dalmatian jasper. And it, the Dalmatian jasper, it reminds me, reminds us, to enjoy the simple things in life and makes you feel lighthearted. And if you look at the stone, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, a white stone with spots on it, it's, it's kind of cool. It can also promote devotion to others. Dalmatian jasper can be used to open your root chakra and activates kinestic energy. That is, uh, brings forth a person's awareness of the position and improvement and the movement of the parts of their body. So that's an unusual uh, stone. You don't right hear about a stone causing that, but that's what Dalmatian Jasper is attributed with. And they're, they're two of many favorite stones, but for now I will pass it on to Lady Lily. <laughs> Hi, this is Lily. Um, 
Yes, and to kind of go off with uh, what Reverend Mike was saying about when you go and see someone that has a bunch of rocks in their house, it's like, oh, yeah, pagan bling. <laughs> we have it everywhere. Um, but uh, first I have to say that um, I am so appreciative that the topic is left really, really open because I want to kind of go similar, uh, kind of be on the topic, but then kind of, you know, take a little left turn. Because um, one thing I – so I do love working with crystals, and I don't have one in particular that I like working with. I do like working with all of them, but for a different reason. I like working with the spirit that's in the stone. And it can it kind of vary on what energy I'm needing, what vibration I need to align with. But that's one thing that I really love, just really focusing in and just working with – that spirit so there is one in particular that i like working with now and it's i call it my cow stone because guess what spirits in that stone (laughs) so um and and it's just just working with that that vibration that's that's one thing that i love working with the crystals but the other thing that i wanted to say which is kind of going on the left side on the left um is that I don't know if people have played with that one child toy where you can, like, make your own little salt crystals. You have, like, a little thing that you put in water and you put salt on it, and then it it builds. You see, like, the crystal formations that come up. Um, I think you can also do that with sugar. And so these are two other crystals that probably kind of get overlooked that you don't see that often that – they are crystals. They have that formation. And when you have something like where you can put it in the water, you can see that form. And then when you have something like, um, uh, oh, I don't know, like any of the wonderful crystals that were mentioned earlier, if you have like a clear quartz or if you have an amethyst or if you have a rose quartz or um, a moonstone or anything to where it's like when you see, when you're able to see like the crystals form and then you see something that is already formed, I think that can kind of give you perception the different depths of that crystal to where it's like wow how long did it take to get this even though it might be polished or it might be raw but it's just when you look at it and you see how it might be something simple but it's just so complex and just so beautiful and so i think that's some way that you can go to where it's like something that we see every day something that we have to live off of and it's there it's present so um, that was my left turn that I wanted to go. <laughs> and now I will pass it on back to Maxine here. I want to recount a story right now with a very popular crystal that has been causing a lot of trouble. Um, some of you may uh, know what TikTok is, and it's an app uh, social media app where people share um, 30 seconds, uh, 30 second videos to one minute videos usually, and uh, sometimes you never know how things get popular. But a stone called moldavite has become very popular, and um, it's very beautiful. It's glass-like, um, and it. Um, it, it is believed that it's in limited supply because it um, it forms with an, an asteroid hitting Earth. So it's a great stone, but it's a cautionary tale on why uh, crystals are beautiful 
and the the popular ones are popular for a reason, usually because they have popular uh, they have positive qualities, usually. Um, right now, moldavite is a crystal that is extremely transformative, uh, and without really knowing what you're doing, and if you're not an experienced practitioner, it um, forces a lot of change in your life that you're usually not prepared to for. So right now, um, stories circulating on TikTok, you, you know, teenagers buying this in necklaces, uh, rings, earrings, and their whole lives being turned upside down um, because they, they're, they don't know how to work with it. It forces almost like to, for you to have a transcendental journey. And because it becomes popular, they start offering it more so you can buy more of it for cheaper. So right now, that is the one of the most popular stones and that you can do research about and just see how a lot of people were looking, you know, to get a new job, but what happened is three days later they got fired, and then they're looking for a new job. So the crystal did work, but in a very fast and aggressive manner because that is the property of the crystal. Uh, Moldavite is believed to have metaphysical properties that enable you to transcend time. For that reason, many people find this so useful when they want to engage in a past life or explore the path of their soul, um, on any uh, direction it was in time. So what I was just said, it, what I would consider that is you need to be an experienced practitioner or work with somebody that knows what they're doing. So crystals are wonderful and fun, but just take in consideration what you're buying because sometimes you may be bringing a lot of change that you are not ready to have in your life. So I just, um, one final thought I just wanted to make sure to mention, and it's something a couple people mentioned, and, and Reverend Mike also mentioned it. it. We've all mentioned a lot of different things about crystals, and obviously we all have a lot to say about them because it's very important to everyone in this room and everyone that follows any of these traditions. So make it a point to go to your local shop. Go in there and just... They usually have a bin of, of, of stones. Just stick your hand in, hold some, play with them. You know, roll them around your hand, you know, see how they sound, how they feel. See if any of them speak to you. Make sure to, you know, again, support your local stores. For those of you that are just beginning to be a witch or considering being a witch, and want to start this exploration related to crystals, and basically every stone is a crystal, that you uh, approach the crystal very carefully. No, I'm kidding. You go to the crystal, and let's say you have a wide variety uh, lined up in a store, and even better, on your own land, and you place your hand over it very carefully, maybe keep it, there for a few seconds to kind of get the feel of the terrain and then slowly move your hands across each stone. And there will be a difference 
and I can only use the word difference because sometimes it might be a little bit of a uh, coolness or heat or vibration or just a difference that you can't describe what it is. That's the stone that you should pick up, and it's basically calling you to explore it and come home with you as a partner uh, with your life. And then uh, decide which stones that you really do enjoy. And like many of us that have already talked about this already, I too have, uh, I guess, special special stones depending on uh, the time of year or what I'm working on. Uh, so I like them all. I have not worked with everyone. I guess no one, who, unless you're just like a scientist and that's your job to work on studying stones, uh, so I can't say I've worked with, but I've worked with many, uh, but mostly related to the medicine wheel, and we have the, the Korean shaman here that also uh, is the leader of uh, uh, the Korean shaman, and that's one of the, the cornerstones to that teaching is to develop a medicine wheel uh, by Finding stones, found stones, I think they're just so magical. And yes, of course, you go into a metaphysical store and, and it's all over. You can, there's, there's just too many beautiful ones and it's hard to resist. And, and, and I, I, have, uh, I enjoy buying stones in stores too, but there is that magical moment when you're walking through the woods or walking through the fields or walking on your own driveway and the stone just appears out of nowhere and then you pick it up, of course, and then uh, start exploring it. Now, you may not know the name of that stone, but that's okay. Let it just speak to you and let it uh, communicate with you. And uh, through time, you'll start to uh, learn about that particular stone that you don't know what it is, and that's okay. But one of the, my favorites, I guess, would say is the jet. And the jet stone is... Uh, really good for when you are you meditate a lot and you need to ground and sometimes it might be difficult to ground a jet will pull you right down into uh, uh, and release all excess uh, uh, I, I would say just that 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 vibration that's just all over the place it, it's it's uncontrollable it, it's acting acting as if like you just can't settle down uh, and that's one way to just hold a, uh, a jet stone in your hand. And another, the main reason I like it is that when you, you have negative uh, thoughts or going through a negative uh, time in your life, that to pour that uh, deliberately into the stone, and it is almost like a, uh, like a vacuum that it's not like you're thinking about, okay, I'm really going through a rough time right now, but it's almost like, yeah, I'm going to try my best uh, each day to then, okay, I'm going to try to put this down. But this jet stone is almost like a vacuum that helps you put it down. It's going to be okay. Uh, something's going to come up that will solve uh, this issue. It's fine. Don't. It's, it's almost like this jet stone is saying, soothing you saying it's going to be okay and stop worrying about it 
and at the same same time being that vacuum of sucking out all that uh, that that gunk that that you're just not used to, and it helps you in that way. At least that's what what I have found, uh, and I'm sure other people have found many other beautiful ways to uh, work with the jet. But those are the things that that I have come up off the top of my head. Okay, so. Thank you, Stephanie. We appreciate that. Bringing in a nice, deep, dark stone jet that is black. Oh. And, you know, it, it really, when you look at stones and they have particles of black in them or whatever, but jet is one that's just, you know, such a solid, solid uh, black stone. Uh, the other one I wanted to mention was uh, citrine. Uh, that was on the top 20 list. And uh, generally, the yellow citrine is the most, maybe the most common, but yet it's the hardest to come by in a true light color. Uh, I, when I was uh, preparing for this, I found out that uh, citrine, when it is treated with heat, it intensifies the color. So uh, a deep yellow may, may be caused because when you go into a shop or something that they they have gotten their supply from a source that maybe heat treats them. I, I don't think that affects the properties at all. I think it's just as I am attracted by color of stones, they're probably doing it for the consumer. You know, I, I, it's a yellow, it's a cheerful uh, stone, and many times it is uh, made into what we call towers. And the towers are faceted, Oh, faceted uh, citrines or many, many different types of minerals are done that way in crystals. Uh, sort of like think of the Washington Monument. Uh, not that big. We don't have one quite that big. But I'm saying that they, that's why they call them towers, that they are uh, shaped into a tower. And they not only have their magical properties as a crystal, but they can also be used, like say, to a small one to tip your wand, or to use in itself just the just the tower itself to cast a circle. Uh, you're basically taking your energy and focusing it through the citrine point and uh, creating a circle and doing your magical work. So. I uh, just wanted to mention that. Does anyone have another stone that they want to talk about that they can't sign off this show without speaking about that rock? Someone just pointed to their engagement ring. Can you believe that? <laughs> but, yes, diamonds are good, too. <laughs> okay, so uh, I think that's it for tonight. Uh, thank you all for being here and to our listeners we appreciate your uh, spending your, your night with us, uh, and we look forward to next month. Next month, as a group, we'll be celebrating Beltane, and so I don't know how our show is going to be after that. We'll try to keep it as calm as possible. But anyway, Beltane, Beltane is a time of uh, joy and a time of celebration, and so we'll be coming to you same time, same place, next month. Many blessings. And until next time, blessed be.